that right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Secret Society. What's up, everybody? This is Secret Society, episode 13. I had Charlie Inman joining us over the phone and Kyle Sawyer in the studio from Michigan State Club Golf, and it was a terrific interview. Michigan State Club Golf is a new club sport here. They just started September 2012, I think they said. Charlie and Kyle were the founders, but they're very serious. They won regionals, finished 10th at nationals. Kyle quit his job over it. A little spoiler, spoiler alert from his secret. But yeah, this is uh, this is episode 13. It's Michigan State Club Golf, and I hope you enjoy it. For Impact Sports Radio, I'm Bradley Allen, and this is it. Here it is. This is Secret Society, episode 13. From Impact Sports Radio, I'm Bradley Allen, and I'm here with the Michigan State Golf Club. I got Kyle Sawyer in the studio with me. How's it going, Kyle? Good, Bradley. How are you doing this afternoon? Pretty good. And on the phone, I have Charlie Inman, who's also on the golf club. How's it going, Charlie? Good, Brad. How are you? I'm good. It's rainy today, but I can tell summer has rolled in, and I'm excited for summertime. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to have you guys introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what you do here at Michigan State, what's your major, what's your year, and how you got involved in the golf club. We'll start with Kyle. All right. Um, my name's Kyle Sawyer, and uh, just wrapped up junior year here at MSU. Uh, so already enrolled in some summer classes. Not too excited about that. It's going to cut back on my, uh, my golf time a little bit. But I'm an accounting major, uh, econ minor, and um, also an e-board member with the MSU club golf team. So that, uh, plus a little work here and there, takes up about all my free time. And some serious work, I would guess. This is a podcast, so you can't see Kyle, but he's dressed quite uh, business-like with the shirt and tie, just coming from the office, I presume? Just came from, from the office. I'm newly an intern with Auto Owners Insurance this summer, so working out of Lansing. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. They're just starting to train me up and get me ready for uh, a long, uh, grueling summer in the office. I'd rather spend it all out on the golf course, but Auto Owners is a pretty good place to spend it, I, I suppose. Very cool. And it, the thought that came to me was you're dressed perfectly for somebody to play the ninth green at nine uh, <laughs> trick on you. Hey, wear something nice from the movie <laughs> Happy Gilmore, which is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. And Charlie Inman on the phone here calling from home. What are you uh what year are you in school and what's your major and how'd you get involved with msu golf i um i uh just graduated graduating senior um this this past uh weekend or two weekends ago can't remember now but um i am a, i'm a finance major uh international business minor and um i uh, i founded the club golf team actually back in uh spring of 2012 um that was uh, that was the first semester club golf got started, and uh, Kyle Kyle was among among the uh, the beginning the founding board members, and we uh, we really took it off and and uh, grew it quite a bit since uh, since then. It's been it's been pretty awesome. So, what really made you guys want to get together and start a club golf team? I know golf is one of the few sports where you don't always have to be super competitive, but it is competitive in nature just because of how difficult it is and how much concentration and patience it requires to go out there and play four or five hours worth of 18 holes of golf. What made you want to start the club here at Michigan State, and how did you, what steps did it take to get the club started? 
Um, yeah, I guess I'll take that, Kyle. I, um, I mean, when I when I first came, you know, uh, I, I played a lot of competitive golf in uh, in high school, and you know, I went through a year year and a half of college of no, you know, of just just no more no more golf, and um, you know, I'm sure I went through the phase like a lot of you know, I'm sure Kyle did, and a lot a lot of competitive players in high school. We kind of went through the dilemma of do I, um, you know, do I try to play at a, a D two D three school um, somewhere smaller and play on a, on a, on a varsity golf team or do I kind of go to a bigger university and really focus on my education and uh, um, you know kind of put academics first and and so you know I, I chose the latter I, I went to a big uh, big ten university and I um, I was not uh, not quite at the level to play varsity d1 golf for Michigan State so um, after a little while I, I heard about club sports you know I started asking questions why isn't there why isn't there a club golf team and um, kind of just just looked up the steps to uh, to figure out how, how to go about that. I needed you know needed some founding members, and um, it really took off once you know Kyle and a few other other guys got on board. We uh, we just started you know started recruiting and, and started figuring out what needs to be done. Just to continue off that, uh, I I couldn't. Uh, really understand why there there was no longer a way to compete uh, either. Like Charlie said, once you once you got to college, uh, I, I was in Charlie's boat, and I made the decision to put school first as my number one priority. I had always wanted to be a Spartan, but I always wanted to be a college golfer too. And um, you know, when I got that email from Charlie about uh, you know the first meeting, uh, I I couldn't have you know been more excited. And uh, I made sure I was one of the first guys to introduce myself to Charlie uh, and make myself known because I really, this was something I wanted to get involved in. And it was going to give me, you know, an opportunity to still uh, have a competitive golf experience, uh, even if it wasn't at the varsity level, while attending a a great university like MSU. So it kind of gave me the best of both worlds. And that's what it does for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, it spread quickly, and we've really seen it take off. So you say that Charlie emailed you, you guys met, you had the first meeting and sort of organized this club sport. I got an email uh, this year, and I, some other people that I know got emails from the club golf uh, e-board, or, or probably you guys, just saying, hey, we got this club golf team, come join. Is that how you guys met? Charlie, did you meet Kyle or just somehow come across his email, or did you know each other prior to from playing golf or anything like that? We um, we actually didn't we didn't know each other um, um, prior to, to anything. Um, when I send the email out, it, it goes out to all the Michigan State University undergraduates, and so um, you know, I, I it was it was an open meeting. I wanted anybody that was interested to come. I didn't know what to expect, um, and uh, Kyle. Kyle was just one of the first people that came to me at the meeting with interest to to be more involved than just being a member. He wanted to, to help out and um, really put a lot more effort in it. So we, we, we met at the first initial meeting that, you know, that kind of went out to everybody, but there was only a few that, that uh, kind of stepped up. So how did that first season go? What was it like? Did you guys just start getting together and playing golf? How did you get to eventually playing competitively? Well, the challenging thing with uh, club golf was we we wanted to incorporate two main things, which was 
a competitive side. A lot of the people that came to the original meeting were the were the people looking to compete. But then, you know, we had we started having discussions about incorporating a um, you know a recreational side, um, and f- trying to find ways to get people involved uh, that were higher handicap players or leisurely golfers. So the idea came to us that we should start a league uh, once, may, if not twice a, a week. But that was difficult to... There's a lot of moving parts with a golf league because you have to get people signed up. You have to have board members that can you know, offer their, offer their time uh, to you know, make sure people get to their tee times and pair people and score people. And um, it took a, a lot of uh, a lot of work, but we eventually were able to start incorporating uh, a recreational golf league. On on it started on just Fridays, but then there were a few semesters where we ran on Wednesdays as well. Now this season, you had some tournaments, or did you go out and compete against other teams? I know I might have seen somewhere that you played against Michigan, and you traveled to compete in nationals i'm not sure exactly where that was but tell me about that and tell me about what you guys did this season and what your accomplishments were yeah we um this uh this season was uh it was our, our best season as a team um which was I, I was you know pretty fortunate to be a part of the you know the best season we've had was my going to be my last semester playing club golf but we, we won both of our regional tournaments, um, which was pretty awesome. It was, it was the first time we we had won a regional tournament, and that uh, that gave us that qualified us to go to the national championship. So we um, we we got our ticket. We you know we got all the uh, um, you know stuff together. Got all the guys together, and we drove down to New Jersey, where the top um, 25 teams in the nation played played against each other. And, uh, you know, they, they have a system. There's uh, uh, the winners from each region move on, and then they have about 14 wildcard teams or, or something like that. So we, uh, we qualified all right because we won our region, and um, we got to go down there and compete against all the best teams around the country. It was a lot of fun. And how did it go in nationals? Did you guys do – did you meet your expectations or did you exceed them? Uh, how many players did you take out to New Jersey? To nationals, um, we took we took eight players. Um, nationals is funny because we f- very much so exceeded expectations on the first day. We found ourselves uh, in third place after day one, just four strokes off the lead to NC State. And uh, going into that second day, uh, only four strokes behind. Obviously, we had thoughts. Of winning the tournament, um, when we when we were headed to the tournament, I know one uh, after after the first night that we played, I actually you know remember asking Charlie in the hotel, you know when when we came here, did you really think about winning this thing, or were you just trying to put up a good fight? And he said, you know, I'm here to win it, and he really thought that we had a chance to win the tournament as a team with. Uh, as a team making our first trip ever to the national tournament, 
I had my doubts about the level of competition we were going to be facing was going to be far greater than what we've faced in the past. I thought that we could play well, but I wasn't quite sure if we were a team that could step in and win it. But after the first day, you know, we see ourselves third out of 26 teams. That's a big eye-opener, and it really says a lot about how far our club has come that we see ourselves, you know, at least on the, on the podium, uh, you know, after the first day. Uh, and how to go from the next day and into Sunday at the end of the tournament? Well, in the in the Sunday, we the, the national tournament is played on two separate courses. They're part of the same resort, the Crystal Springs Resort in uh, in New Jersey, Sussex County, New Jersey, and um, it was a beautiful resort. The course we played the first day uh, was called the Bally Owen. It's the number one rated public golf course in New Jersey. Uh, stunning Irish style links course. And our team felt comfortable on that because a uh, few of us had gotten to New Jersey a day early and played a practice round. Those are the, those m- members of the team that had not seen the course previously. You know, a few of us who had played it were able to kind of guide them through some of the holes and some of the tricky shots that you were going to encounter in that 18 holes. And um, we were really able to learn the golf course and uh, played it very well. Uh, Chuck fired our second best score. He shot us a, uh, a 75, I believe it was, Charlie. Yeah. And then our, our uh, you know, one of our lead players, Eric Goebel, fired a 72 that first day. So he was sitting number one overall in the individual play after the first day. And we found ourselves in third with uh, another 77. And then myself, I shot an 80, and we had one other 80. Uh, we were all, you know, 80 and below. That's usually kind of the target for 18 holes. If you can get five scores at 80 or below 80, you're going to be looking pretty good. And we were after the first day. So to end the season, Nationals marks the end of your guys' season, correct? Or do you have any more competitive tournaments with other schools coming up? No, that's uh, that's it. Yeah, every, every semester... Um, we're, we're fortunate that there's a national championship every every semester. So in the in the fall there'll be another one, but um, summer's kind of the uh, the time off surprisingly. But that's just because school's not going on, and this is um, you know the club sport kind of takes place during the school year. So we're we're done for the season. We're just going to be you know playing together and practicing and whatnot. So now Charlie, since you have graduated, congratulations by the way. What Thank is you. what is the eligibility? sort of requirement are you guys governed by a a league or i know you guys have your own club rules that you establish yourselves when you form the club but can you are you going to be coming back and playing with the team competitively or are you done and sort of just going to be golfing uh for fun now yeah i'm um i uh our board is called the national collegiate club golf association the nccga and um, they're, they're kind of our governing body that, um, you know, sets up the rules and sets up the tournaments and hosts everything and, and kind of holds everything together. Um, but eligibility, it's, it's different than a varsity sport. Uh, it's, not, it's not so much that you have a certain number of years or time. Um, grad students can play. Anybody can play who is a, a current student. So I, unfortunately, wouldn't be able to come back and play uh, again for the team because I'll I'll be 
uh, no longer a student at MSU. You know, I, I wouldn't want to take a spot away from somebody who, who's earned it anyway. So I, um, I won't be coming back, but, you know, I know Kyle's got one more year, and, and uh, a lot of the guys will be coming back, some of our good players. So we still got, uh, we, we should still have a good team next year. Now going into next year, we'll take a break here real quick, but before we do, I want to ask sort of what your plan is for the summer, both of you, Charlie and, and Kyle, at, for your golfing and your life, and coming into next fall, what are the goals for next season? And for any listeners who are avid golfers, what steps should they take if they want to get involved and possibly join the club? Well, I'll start with that. Um, my my plans for the summer are to hopefully play more golf. Uh, I'm in a, a couple leagues. I sub in a league. I'm in my own league uh, on different nights. So uh, there will be a couple nights a week where right when I leave the office, I'll go play uh, a quick nine holes. Um as for uh, the summer, I'm working full-time, so um, you know golf will be a second priority, unfortunately. It's part of growing up, I suppose. And uh, as for uh, heading into next year, what we're going to be looking to do is hopefully organize an outing um, and some other social events to, to build the interest uh, early on in, in the school year. Um, some uh, Charlie, our, our inaugural, and uh, you know our, our founding president, uh, he's going to leave a, a huge hole behind. But I'm sure some of our other eboard members will be able to step in and, and, and fill the void and do a, a a decent enough job to keep keep our club moving in the right direction. But people looking to get involved, um, you know, will be at participation. Will be at um, and having this outing and and just getting on our email list checking our facebook page our twitter page we try to keep those updated as as much as we can it can be a little difficult at times but with uh, with all of us doing our own thing but just keep an eye out for us we're we're trying to you know make a name for ourselves and and grow the club and become one of the biggest uh clubs on campus i think we really have the potential to do that and charlie you have anything to add yeah, I mean we have uh, we have such an a special organization. Um, it's really golf's a weird sport because th- there's just so much interest from everywhere. You know anybody anybody I've ever talked to, even vaguely interested in golf, wants to find a way to get more involved, and that's exactly what we try to work on. And you know it's tough during the school year because we've all got stuff going on, and and you know sometimes things that we try might not work. Um, so we're always working to try to get people more connected, more involved. So like, you know, like Kyle said, we want to do more, you know, kind of social events. We want to, we want it to be more of a club because when it, when it started out, it really was, um, it was a way to meet other golfers, but it, it, there wasn't as much access as we would have liked. You know, you get, you get, uh, benefit from getting a discount at a nearby golf course. You can play in the leagues, you can play in tournaments, but, um, there's a lot of, uh, time during the semester where we, we could be setting up, you know, small social events or, um, you know, just different ways of organizing things that just could get people to, to meet other people and get a little more involved and, um, you know, kind of do more stuff together, get, you know, more merchandise and clothes. I mean, we, you know, we've got a lot of really good ideas that we're trying to put together 
but um, we got to use time like the summer um, when we're not at school and, and um, things aren't getting crazy to, to really put this stuff um, you know, into effect and start working towards it. We want to have an outing, outing at the end of the summer. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a really exciting year. Every semester it grows. Every semester it gets better. Um, there's more ideas. I'm, I'm really going to put a lot of effort into, you know, making a little handbook and um, kind of guiding. I'm still going to be around, you know, and still going to, to, you know, be able to help out if, if they need me. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them for, for next year. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It sounds like it's going to be fun, and I really appreciate both of you guys coming on. I got Kyle Sawyer and Charlie Inman from Michigan State Club Golf here. They're the regional champions. They went to nationals, and they're here on Secret Society today. So stay with us because we're going to come right back and get into some more fun questions. And we're back on Secret Society. I got Michigan State Club Golf. They finished 10th place at Nationals in New Jersey this past spring, and they're here in the studio with me, or at least Kyle Sawyer is. And Charlie Inman is joining me over the phone. And I want to get this right off top. Who's better? Who's the better golfer out of the two of you? Oh, right now, it, right now it's definitely Charlie. I got to hand it to him. He had the stronger season. Um, his, historically, I usually drive it past him, and, and his short game's a lot better than me. We play about the same, but... This past year, uh, I'll, I'll give him the credit and say that say that uh, if we had to go hash it out right now, I'd, I'd give him the upper hand. He'd owe me a few strokes for sure, and to put <laughs> it in golf terms. It, it's tough during the school year to, to, to practice sometimes. I know Kyle back at his home course is about a two handicap, so I'm sure during the summer he'd kick my butt. But during, during the season, it's, you know, you get your lucky breaks. Now, would you say that the two of you are – the better golfers on the team, or you guys, guys all kind of even. You said you aim to shoot around eighty and eighteen holes, uh, give or take. The guys on your club is it competitive? Uh, who would you say would be the best overall golfer on your club? I think um, uh, our, our best golfer this season was was probably um, Eric Goble. He. Um, I don't know. I actually don't know what year he is this semester. He might be a junior, but um, he he put up the seventy-two in nationals the first day. Um, I think he shot an eighty the second day. He he was in the top twenty at least um, for for nationals, and uh, he he's definitely been he's a really solid golfer. I I definitely say he's better than me. Um, it's pretty competitive, I would say. I mean, we have we have the, the team that went to nationals. We're all really good. I mean, we all have off days. We'll, we'll all have a day where we shoot pretty poorly. But um, on average, I, I'd say we're, we're pretty similar. You know, some of us have different games. But um, I'd say we're global. Peyton Myers, he's probably the other one that's pretty close. Um, those are probably our top two guys. I don't even care. I'd have to agree. I played with Peyton at Nationals, and I played a practice round with Eric, and they're both really solid. Uh, Charlie, for his contributions, at least this past semester, you know, is notably a top two or three golfer. Um, some of the other guys we took to nationals are all really good, uh, you know, including, uh, well, we had, actually, we didn't take Ryan Tomlinson to nationals, but he posted a few good scores. Mike Balcom, in particular, shot a few uh, in the 70s there as well. We have one guy who uh, is interning down in North Carolina right now, but he made the trek up to Nationals. 
Sean Haverdink, and uh, he's put up some good scores for us in the past. Um, we have our our uh, our favorite our favorite guy probably uh, Eric Baudet. He struggled <laughs> a little bit at nationals, but um, you know he puts up a lot of good scores in their high seventies, low eighties as well. We uh, uh, potentially all of our guys um, when you when you break it right down. Uh, Brandon Cameron as well. Uh, really, we have guys that can fire anywhere from potentially 72 to 82, which is the range you're shooting for. Uh, we're just trying to get people uh, consistently around 80 or better is, is really what you you shoot for at, at tournaments like regionals and nationals. All yeah, I think, probably I think 12 the winner in nationals shot like you know a bunch of 75s and 76s. So that's that's the exact range you're looking for. Yep, yep, and and all of us are capable of doing that. You know, on a new course, uh, we we saw a brand new course that second day in nationals, and so um, actually our two best scores were eighty, and the first day our two worst scores that we took were eighty. Um, so that kind of shows the turnaround on the second day. We ended up taking scores all eighty and above, and we ended up slipping back from third to tenth. Um, but on a good day, any one of our guys that and we we've shuffled guys through our competitive lineups at least twelve different bodies during the two regionals and the national final, um, and all of them really have that capability. Um, it, it's just the right day, the right course, the right conditions, and the right the right player. And we have a lot of good players. We're looking to you know we're going to shuffle out a few seniors. Uh, unfortunately, we'd like to keep them around, but uh, you know everyone has their time to go and. I'm sure we'll have some some real solid incoming freshmen and sophomores as we try to keep this thing growing and going. So now moving away from sort of the competitive aspect of the club, which Charlie you alluded to in the first part of the show, it started as a, a more of a social thing where you guys get together and you play golf and do stuff like that. So talk about the camaraderie amongst your club and all the golfers that get together now. Are you guys friends? Did you meet through uh, golf club? Obviously, Charlie, you and Kyle met through forming the golf club. Have you remained friends? Do you have friendships with these guys outside of the golf course? Yeah, um, we do. I mean, club golf uh, it definitely it definitely expanded my horizons. You know, it expanded my my friend zone. You know, I, I met a lot more. Um, you know, I mean, golf's always been my, you know, my biggest passion in life. So anybody that I'm able to share that with, I, I you know, I, I'm, all my close friends pretty much play golf. You know, so it was really cool to um, to just have all these people kind of flock, you know, to the same spot, and we all have this this common interest that we love because golfers are so passionate. I mean, almost every golfer I know, golf is their game. You know, there's not another sport they like more. So, um, I, I mean, I'm definitely still, you know, Kyle, Kyle and I will, will still continue to talk, I'm sure, for a long time. And, um, you know, we've, we've made some good friendships, especially on these tournaments and um, just playing around. It's, it's, been, it's been awesome. We're, we're definitely still, still going to keep in touch. Now, I like to go through a sort of a speed round here to wrap up the show. First thing is to dig up a little bit of dirt on you guys and some of your club members i asked who the best golfer was uh there's some other questions i like to ask about um who are who has the best what um but staying on the subject of golf and bringing it to myself a little bit why golf uh 
didn't really turn out to be so well for me is because I'm so impatient. Um, who's the angriest on your team? Who's broken the most clubs or, or, or anything like that uh, out of you guys? <laughs> is it the well, same guy? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think Kyle's broken the most clubs, but it wasn't out of anger. <laughs> yeah, that that's a funny story too. But um, So just out of pure strength, you I broke I broke a driver into th- not two but three pieces out of I guess you would call it a little bit of anger and a little bit of pure strength but it it didn't involve snapping it Bo Jackson style uh, over the knee or or anything like that I had three putted three greens in a row which uh, to take it out of golfing terms and put it in the real person's terms it's probably like kissing your sister. <laughs> um, but three putted three greens in a row and I stepped up on the 18th tee at regionals and swung as hard as I could. I caught, I, I, unfortunately had a hold down wind and, and had a lake to clear. So, you know, that gave me some incentive to, to, uh, let the big dog eat. And I swung as hard as I could and, uh, snapped my driver and in, into three pieces, which I later took it to the retailer and said that was the first and only driver he'd ever seen snapped into into three separate pieces have two different breaks uh from one shot so i wish i would have had it on tape but i actually had all the guys in my group after that round sign a sheet that i had you know written up a little statement on that i'd broken it during normal course of play and not out of anger because mm-hmm. it looked like it had taken you know a real beating from a cart path or from a tree or something but uh yeah it just exploded on me the shaft went one way the club head went the other and at the end of the shot i had a 350 yard drive but only the grip still in my hand the rest of the club was in pieces so mm-hmm. but that wasn't totally out of anger i know i know charlie and i could probably agree on <laughs> who's the angriest guy <laughs> do, you wanna, time time. do you want to disclose that here i don't th- I, I don't think he'd mind chuck I um I was thinking Jeff Namisi. <laughs> okay, well we di- we disagree then. Okay, who do you think? <laughs> well, I, I know Goble keeps like two bent putters in in the trunk of his car, and I don't think they bent themselves. So <laughs> okay, Goble might take the cake on that. Jeff uh, Jeff gets a little hot because he, he Jeff's one of our better players too. He's one of our younger guys, so I uh, I usually try to play with him and keep him cool a little bit. But uh, yeah, I. I don't think Jeff would go as far as to start breaking putters. I, I would definitely put Goble for that. <laughs> I, I have a similar experience with both of that, the anger and the club breaking. I broke one of my drivers one time, and it's not because I'm very strong. I think it was just because I had uh, not very good equipment, probably a cheap driver. And it wasn't because of strength either, because the the head of the driver went further than the ball. And um, (laughs) when I was little, I used to go golfing every now and then, and I'm just so mad. And I think it's different than when you guys get mad, because you guys get mad when you three-putt or you shank a a fairway shot a little bit to the left. I get mad because I can't get the ball off the ground for, you know, five (laughs) consecutive shots. And uh, I hope my dad never listens to this because he'll be so mad of my golf etiquette. But I've broken a fair share of clubs. I used to go to this golf course four wins that doesn't exist anymore um, over on Park Lake and uh, Lake Lansing Road. And I would bring these old clubs um, that I knew I wasn't going to use. They were just strictly for breaking and throwing in the water hazard, <laughs> like these old putters and stuff. And uh, not very proud of it. 
Uh, I think I've, I've grown a little bit better. I just accept the fact that I'm not a very good golfer, and it's not really worth getting mad over. It's just uh, fun to be outside and, and all that. Yeah. That's a good idea. I never thought of having, you know, some some item that you know you're going to want to just hurt because it's going to happen sometime during the round. It's, uh, it's actually smart. You yeah, know, I just probably brought through, an extra a tree or something. Yeah. Okay, and we got the angriest. Uh, what about style? I think style is a unique thing, especially in golf, because you can show your style out on the course rather than when I ask these other club sports, they a lot of them are like, I don't know, I've only seen them in scuba gear, or I don't know, I've only <laughs> seen them in like uh, sweat, sweaty like workout clothes. Who's got the best style on the golf course? I, I think hands down, uh, Kyle and I would probably both agree on uh, Eric Bode. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say Bode as well. Yeah, it all kind of starts with him before he even puts his hat on because he's got like a like a flow to his hair going. So that I mean, he's already off to a head start there. But uh, you know, he's always sporting the new Titleist cap or something like that. I know he picked one up for nationals, so he had he had this Titleist hat that um, he he made sure to tell me only the touring Titleist pros can get their hands on this hat, and he had he had his hands on it. So uh, actually, had his head in it. He was wearing it. So. But uh, he's always sporting, like, some corduroy pants. Uh, he's got a couple pairs of those. Um, he also was the guy who ordered our team pullovers. Uh, until this semester, actually, we didn't even have a team uniform. Uh, you know, the guys on the team would kind of try to pull together any MSU or anything green that they had. And uh, so uh, our, our style manager, Eric Baudet, made sure that, uh, you know, he called up a, his local pro shop and guys all hooked up with some Antigua uh, half-zip MSU club golf customized with the name on the chest. So that was all him. And I think it was just so he would look good uh, and, and we would look like a team, but uh, especially uh, uh, Eric, Eric takes the cake on, in the style department, I'd have to say. Very nice. And one of the other things I do on the show is I go through social media. I pull some some stuff that I see that I have a question about or that I need a clarification on or that I just thought was cool. And I was at uh, MSU. You guys are at MSU Club Golf or is it at? I believe that's correct. Yeah, with some capital letters here and there. Yeah. But. So yeah. the one interesting thing I got there was uh from a while ago but you guys are the founder so i'm sure you're aware of this uh tweet mm -hmm. it is uh nothing better than fine wine backed uh by a man playing jazz flute you guys <laughs> can you guys just explain that <laughs> <laughs> who would have to answer for that one chuck would it be schubert uh it, it, it's either schubert or uh dane's buddy okay we have we have this uh, this uh, I think our social media manager most recently we might have to check the date on that tweet. I think it we was in September or September 2013. I think September September right. 5th. I want to say. Well, if that's this year, that I I'm I'm not gonna leave anyone out hanging to dry. But it sounds like if it was this year, I think it would have to be Andrew Schubert. Um, and so he was responsible. Um, the, one of his main responsibilities with his eboard position was our social media stuff, and uh, maybe he had a few glasses of wine before he posted that. I don't know about the 
the, if, uh, uh, if, the if jazz you look, flute. I don't know if you saw all the tweets, but we did get a retweet from Jason Duffner. I don't remember what we said, but that was, <laughs> uh, that was a highlight right there. Nice. Yeah, so Schubert, Schubert's had some highlights, and I guess that was one of his lowlights uh, <laughs> with, uh, with the hashtags and the tweets. It is very, very funny. And I, I try to go to the personal accounts, and I didn't have much time. Charlie, it looks like you've only maybe tweeted three times in your <laughs> career. Um, Kyle had a, had a handful. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to bring a question about flow from the progressive commercials and see where what comes down to the dislike of flow from progressive. Oh, I... It- I don't know if it starts with her voice or her face. It, it, it it's whatever pops up first. Um, I I really uh, I don't like her. I think I said I'd, I if there was one woman I could or one derogatory whatever that I could punch in the face. I think it would be Flo from Progressive. And I mean, I, I, I think I, the better question is what what is there to like about Flo? I mean, yeah, I. I don't know. Um, <laughs> if I was at like a, a speed date or something like that, I might just step up and take my water break when I sat down with her because she's uh, she's she's something, and it's not anything good, but she she is something. Yeah, I never had that too bad of an opinion. Some of the commercials, I think, when they first came out, I laughed. You know, um, I can see the personality that some people might not like, but I'm a faithful customer of progressive auto insurance for <laughs> going on like <laughs> two and a half years now and every six months it, the rate goes down so can't hate on that another thing that came to mind is i think chad ochocinco tweeted back in the day that like he used to date that girl the actress flo really yeah i'm not sure well, if i like ochocinco so maybe if we were on a speed double date he might get me through it well I maybe I th- he might have headbutted her and that's <laughs> why the whole thing ended i'm, <laughs> I'm not sure all right, well, <laughs> I uh, I like to ask, this is Impact Sports Radio, and we cover all Michigan State sports here at WDBM East Lansing, and I like to ask the guests what their favorite sports moment at Michigan State has been, whether it's since they've been a student here or their whole lives, whether it's a club golf moment or not. What's your favorite uh, Spartan memory? I'll start with Kyle. Oh, wow. Um it's it's hard to choose for me. I I have um, I have two in particular that actually uh, both Spartan football moments. I'm a season ticket holder, um, and two moments in particular that actually brought true genuine tears to my eyes. It it's uh, s- sad to admit, but it shows just what um, those two moments will do to you. But the first one was Rocket. Um, the the 2011 matchup uh, between Michigan State and Wisconsin, the final play. Uh, we were actually the opposite end zone uh, of where that touchdown pass was was thrown, but when he put the ball up, um, everyone's just kind of expecting overtime at that point or, um, you know, an interception and some horrible end. That, that game really started to seem like it was slipping away after Wisconsin got those couple quick touchdowns but um you know keith nickel hauled that pass in, and all of a sudden everyone's just mosh pitting and tackling each other in the in the uh, msu student section and um when we realized that we had won um and that the touchdown was good and the the video review came back clean 
I, you know, me and all my buddies just started uh, kind of crying and screaming and yelling and laughing and all the above. So that would be my one. And then the other one was, um, you know, I was lucky enough to go to the Rose Bowl this past year and when, you know, the 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 stop on fourth and one uh, when Mr. Ellsworth jumped the line there and, and stuffed that play and a, a, a few of the, uh, you know, Spartan defenders to help. Um, that was incredible as well. And we actually went to the team hotel after that game and partied with them. Very cool. A little bit. So that was that was just as incredible, if not more, just because you're halfway across the country. I know all my roommates drove, and, and I was uh, – you know lucky enough to fly there and not have to suffer the car ride mm-hmm. but i think it would have been worth it either way just being in pasadena for that rose bowl championship yeah so. that that was a great play and congratulations too to kyler ellsworth who's uh, got invited to i think washington redskins minicamp yep, so i saw that as well pretty cool and th- those are both very popular and uh sort of historic spartan moments and they both occurred in you know that the d'antonio era here in this past three four years mm-hmm so Charlie, what do, what do you got for uh, favorite Michigan State sports moment? Yeah, the um, you know obviously the Rose Bowl was was pretty incredible. I, I unfortunately was not lucky enough to be there, so um, you know there, there are some other moments that that were special. I was at the Wisconsin game; um, that was one of the ones I had in mind. And the other uh, the other football moment that I was thinking of was the um, the field goal fake against Notre Dame. Um, Back in, uh, I want to say, 2010, might have been my freshman year. Um, that was pretty insane. I I had nosebleed seats, but I mean, like Kyle described, just just being in the student section after that happened was uh, was pretty awesome. That that was something I would never forget. Um, that I mean, that was that was an insane moment. Obviously, going to nationals for club golf. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, that was kind of a dream come true when it happened, just because, you know, it was so. You know, we, we really knew we had the potential, but we never um, we never got there. And it was it was special for me because I uh, it was my last semester. I was graduating, and and I got to uh, got to experience nationals with my team, and we had a blast. We went to New York City one night, had a bunch of fun. It was uh, that was a really good really good memory for me that that whole weekend. It sounds like a blast, and I uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. The last question for you guys, and whoever you know has an idea who wants to go first, is, is what are your secrets or what is your secret? This is Secret Society. So I ask all my guests, uh, do you got any, any secrets, whether embarrassing, enlightening, informative, or anything at all to, to share with us? Um, yeah. Charlie, you want to take it first, or yeah, sure, I'll go. I um, I would say be passionate. Um, I've seemed to have a lot of uh, a lot of luck doing things that I was ridiculously passionate about. Um, I I think, I mean, I know that I guess this is more inspirational than uh, a secret, but uh, you know, obviously, it helped me with golf. You know, with with everything I've ever pursued. Um, I, I, I'm just, a, I guess, naturally a passionate person, so it's hard for me to get excited about anything if I don't, if I'm not head first jumping into it. And I, I would just say, you know, that's um, that's one of the biggest things I've learned that if you're going to do anything, even if you have to fake it, just try to uh, try to try to just jump in and, and give it your all right away. Be passionate as you can. 
Very nice. I like that. And I have learned in, during the break here that you are uh, moving out to New York City to start your career and uh, have, have a lot going for you. So congratulations on that, and I wish you, wish you the best of luck there. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Kyle, do you have a secret for us to wrap up the show? My secret. My secret would be um, it's club golf related, but um, I recently uh, quit a job over club golf. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it was after the first day of our second regional tournament, and some of the, the guys had been, uh, you know, pressuring me to uh, join them for uh, a, f- a, f- a few beers or some. Uh, bar food or or whatever but they really didn't want to see me drive home from ann arbor work till two in the morning and then try to come back and make a 8 a.m tea time back in ann arbor uh that would have given me about three hours of sleep and no chance at doing well the second day of regionals um so i i uh you know kind of let them go off to the bar and i was going to drive um drive myself home drive back to east lansing go to work and uh you know they they had pulled out of the drive and uh instead of picking up picking up the phone to call them and let them know I wasn't going to meet them I picked up the phone and called my boss and told him I was through and quit my job um knowing I had another one lined up already kind of gave me the comfort to do that um There's nothing a little peer pressure can't do Yeah nothing a little peer pressure what did he get it did he get that right the 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 P or was it was it beer pressure? Yeah. I, don't <laughs> I, I guess either one works in that in that scenario. I, <laughs> I, I think I might have seen something uh, to the like of this on your social media on your Twitter. Yeah, also. take this job and shove it. I mm-hmm. think I said, but um, yeah. So I you know stayed the night in Ann Arbor. I think the next day this would be part of my secret too. I played in Bode's underwear and uh, my deodorant. Uh, Charlie's deodorant, and I think I might have. Uh, Borrowed someone else's toothpaste and done just a finger swab, and I rewore all my clothes I wore the first day, the second day, because I had not been preparing to stay down there. So uh, I wasn't I wasn't in the best uh, hygiene the second day, but I was there. I was well rested, um, and I was out of a job temporarily. <laughs> so, but it was worth it. We made it to nationals that day. There was nothing but celebrating. So that sounds like dedication. It sounds like following uh, the things you're passionate about, which is what. Uh, Charlie was uh, just speaking about and it sounds very consistent with Michigan State Club Sports and uh, looks like the golf club, Michigan State Men's Club Golf, while being a new club sport is certainly uh, competing with the best and has a bright future ahead of it. Alright, thanks Bradley. Yeah, yeah, thanks Thanks for coming on the show guys. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Love to have you guys back on anytime and for Kyle Sawyer and Charlie Inman. I'm Bradley Allen for Impact Sports, and this is Secret Society. Thanks for listening. Secret Society. Secret Society. Hey, get hyped, man! Yeah! Hey, give me my power, man!